This is Clint, host of the Geek League Podcast and your future overlord. You are listening to this freaking show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of This Freaking Show, the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travis T, and alongside me this evening, Awkward Cullen and Geekcast Joe. And this episode of This Freaking Show is brought to you by Fire Pit Bar and Grill of Piatone, Illinois. If you're looking for a down-home country restaurant that offers a burger and beer for just $7.99 every Monday and Wednesday, you got to check out the Fire Pit Bar and Grill of Piatone. You can find them at Facebook at Fire Pit Bar or go to our website, firepitbar.com. This Freaking Show is also brought to you by WeAreDapperTies.com. If you want a great tie for an even better price, check out WeAreDapperTies.com, where you can get high-quality knit ties for only $15. If you use the special discount code FREAKIN, that's F-R-E-A-K-I-N, you can also get free shipping on your order. So go on over to WeAreDapperTies.com and order yourself a fantastic knit tie today. So finally, luckily, uh, thisfreakingshow.com is up and running again. Oh, nice. Yeah, I uh, I looked into it, um, I think it was, uh, it had to been yesterday, Saturday. Um, I uh, went out to this, like, it's a messenger thing on the site builder website we use. And uh, I just told them, like, they, you know, they came through and like, hello, this is Kevin, which we know the name's not really Kevin. Um and uh, that's how can I help you? And I told him, like, you know, our website's not working. Like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It seems to be a problem. Like, it's not working. <laughs> it's like, it's like you go to our website, it says unavailable. And I guess from what happened was um, the, uh, the um, fucking IP address, I guess, for uh, the website somehow cleared itself on the uh, domain site that we bought the domain from. Weird. Yeah, I, like, I didn't understand why, because like, I told him, like, I didn't touch anything on the uh, website we bought the domain from, so it should all be the same. So I'm assuming like when it renewed itself, auto-renewed itself, it kind of cleared mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But I put it back in there, and now it's all working again. Okay. Good. Yeah, so it's a it's a plus uh, for the week, so there's a positive. Uh, downfall is uh, people are putting up Christmas decorations already. <laughs> oh, I know. Tell me about non-sequitur. it. Non-sequitur. It, it, it makes no sense uh, to uh, start putting up Christmas decorations when we are still two weeks away from Thanksgiving. Right? A week yeah, a week away from Thanksgiving. But, yeah, I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. Like, I had to record uh, JFW today because uh, Dizzle J was too busy putting up his Christmas tree yesterday. Blows my mind. You got to get myself, uh, you got to get, get like a bell that you can ring and just walk around behind him and shame him. <laughs> down the street yep game of thrones style yes it just it just makes it makes absolutely no sense like why do people want to do this stuff so early you know like i have no idea i mean from from uh at a younger like when i was younger and stuff and living at home like we normally put up christmas decorations like the weekend of thanksgiving like the following like saturday yeah yeah, you what, do it right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like more acceptable. You put it, in, you put them up the day after Thanksgiving. You take them down the day after New Year's. It's the same thing. Yeah, you know, I, I think, I think they need to designate days for like National Decorating Day, and, you know, <laughs> or like National Take Your Shit Down Day. Mm-hmm. You know, National uh, Decorating yeah. Day. <laughs> Well, it's interesting too. I learned uh, a lot of people in in uh, the church that I'm in. Uh, actually don't set up their Christmas trees until after Christmas. Wait, what? It's a, uh, it's a, so like the, because the Christmas season in the, in the church calendar doesn't officially begin until Christmas day. And so you celebrate Christmas day and then you put your tree up and you celebrate the 12 days of Christmas. And then the tree stays up until like mid February. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess that is a way that can be done. Yeah. Well, honestly, like that makes more sense to me than putting it up before Thanksgiving. Oh, well, I agree there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Like, if you go to like Mantino, which is like ten minutes south of us, they start decor. They start putting up the town Christmas decorations the day after Halloween. Unacceptable. 
Yeah, it just it makes no sense. I get it, like maybe because they have a lot of decorations to put up and shit, but it shouldn't take a month and a half to do it. No. But no, it just it just makes no sense. Yeah. Well, I noticed in my neighborhood, uh, this is this is the first place I've ever lived where uh, people are actually decorating for Thanksgiving. So like the the Halloween decorations came down, and then it was like pumpkins and scarecrows and uh, like stalks of corn are showing up all over the place. So yeah, it's like uh, it's like someone dumped just an entire bucket of pumpkin spice right in the middle of my neighborhood. <laughs> But but it's kind of neat because wow. I've never seen that before. Because usually it, it is these days. It's Halloween and then it's Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving. Perhaps the uh, uh, I'd say it's the second best holiday of the year gets totally shafted. I have to admit I have seen people decorate for Thanksgiving. Now, I mean they don't go all like Halloween or mm-hmm. uh, Christmas, but uh, they do decorate. Yeah. So it's weird, but I like it. I mean, like it's like I said, it's it's nice to not see Christmas decorations yet. Yeah. My girlfriend wanted to uh, put up the Christmas tree. And I said no. Don't. That's a bargain. <laughs> That's what the turkey calories no. are for. Gosh darn it! But we bargain, and we put it up so she could see it, and then we took it right back down. That's the way to do it. Well, that's compromise right there. Now, how how big is this tree that you put up and took back down? Six foot. Wow. Supposedly it's six foot. The way they get it six foot is having this really tall, long fucking thing, uh, little stem that sticks up. Mm. Other than that, I'm taller than it. Oh, jeez. So. Oh, that's kind of funny. We haven't even brought our tree up from Indiana where it's in storage yet. Yeah. I'm debating if I should get a tree again this year. I didn't have one last year, so I'm not sure if I would get one this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought about getting a fake one, but, I mean, I should have gotten a fake one when the season ended when they went on sale because mm-hmm. they're more affordable then. Yep. Yeah, just do that this year. Yeah, that's what I probably would do. I mean, like, because I celebrate Christmas over at my mom's and my dad's. So, I mean, it's not like people come over to my house for Christmas. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, even decorating, like, just seems like a chore that's, like, neat. And I don't really need to do. You know, it's I like, I mean, yeah. I'll just be decorating for myself. And I got rid of a lot of my um, uh, Christmas decoration. I do those pop-up plastic things, uh, like the snowman and the Santa Claus. And I sold all those in the garage sale because... Storing those is a bitch and a half, and I'm not taking them in and out of the crawl space every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I could find, like, maybe I'll get, like, one of those projectors that just shoots, like, a thousand lights onto your house. Oh, God. Yeah. The Atmos projectors? I don't know what it is, but it's quick and simple. Oh, well, yeah, I think it's quick and simple. It'd be easier that way. And I'm not climbing on my fucking roof to hang uh, lights from the gutter. Yeah, like no that. kidding. Yeah, your roof so. isn't even as high up as your mom's. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, don't no, no, they definitely have like, you know, uh you know, fucking obstacles to fucking get to to fucking decorate mom's house. But no, I mean like mine's just like it's really just a gutter around the uh, garage and then the partial one, you know, in the front uh uh over the front window. Mm-hmm. Which I mean like decorating my house wouldn't be hard to do. It's just I have no to, no motivation to do it because I don't really celebrate too much Christmas at my house. Mm-hmm. I mean the only Christmas really shit I did at my house last year was me and Colin opened gifts. And that was about it. Yeah, and we don't, yeah, we don't have that this year. So it's like, you know, I'll put, I'll put up like the stuff like inside, you know, like my like my Christmas village and like hang the stuff on the walls that I have and things like that. But as far as outside, it's just, it's it's more electricity that I have to burn. I mean, like it's not like I'm going to enjoy them because I work nights anyway. So right, you know, they're not going to be on during the day, and I'm not going to leave them on while I'm gone. It just makes it makes no sense at this time. Now, eventually, like, if I, uh, I find a lady who wants to spend time with me, and maybe if she has a kid, you know, I'll be more festive. But, I mean, for the time being, you know, I'm a single guy that works nights, so it's like, why, you know, why go through all the trouble of doing all that decorating? Yep. Yeah. So, how am I sounding right now? Because I'm using I'm using my awesome new microphone, and I'm hoping this sounds pretty good. I think you, you sound, sound great. great. 
That sound good? Perfect. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, it is kind of weird staring into this thing because it looks like fucking the Tin Man is trying to get head. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't remember what color yours is, but I got, like, the silver one. Oh, mine's white. Is it? Okay, yeah, because mine looks like I'm, like, in fucking Oz about to fellatio the fucking Tin Man. <laughs> the Tin Man's gonna <laughs> Yeah, I mean. Oh, jeez. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's just so weird, like like staring at it. Like I'm, I'm trying to look at the uh, the computer screen, and then I look down at the microphone, and I'm like I'm almost going cross-eyed with it. Yep. But I gotta <laughs> tell you, I love this Yeti, and I recommend anyone to get one. Yeah, they're fantastic microphones. I really enjoy mine. Yeah, so, I mean, even, I, though, I, I, even though it is kind of a cock mic, right? I mean, it's like I could, um, I used it as uh, the microphone for the recordings I did at the wrestling shows, and it turned out great. Oh, especially, great. Especially when you can, like, adjust it to just, um, like, you know, just your voice, so it's, like, getting uh, the sound from one side. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, especially in a crowded venue like that. That's got to be... Oh, yeah, and it was weird, too, because, like, they had the music playing, like, loud, like, all around us. And when I used the uh, sound configuration on the editing, it pretty much took all the music out. Fantastic. I know. It was crazy. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah. And people are, I'm seeing her doing the recordings and shit. I'm like, what is this witchery? (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of witchery, uh, we have an exciting show this evening. I've been working on my segues. How do you like them? They're good. Excellent. They're good. They're better than GCRs were for a while there. <laughs> um, so I, I thought, like, you know, we had an idea of a show we wanted to do during the month of October when we celebrated Halloween, and we wanted to talk about uh, mythical creatures and, you know, things that kind of freak people out and kind of go bump in the night and shit, but we never actually did it. Um, nope. so I figured, you know, it's better to do it sooner rather than later. So I figured we just do it on this show since, uh, we only have one more episode until the season finale. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds and good. I figured, I figured we start season three, then we just missed it completely. So as long as we get it within season two, you know, it's almost like, you know, <laughs> same thing. But yeah, I mean, I just got, I, I figured what we do is kind of talk about like, we, you know, we each picked our own, um, certain uh creature and uh we kind of talk a little bit about them and then just do some honorable mentions okay that sounds good cool um joey why don't you why don't you go first with uh with your creature sure i'll set the bar as low as i can possibly set it no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) uh so i i looked up the uh the chupacabra which is uh uh spanish for the goat sucker um, apparently it was first sighted sometime in the 1970s and depending on who you ask, the, the uptick in sightings happened, uh, in the, the mid nineties, I'd say. And ever since then, there've been fewer and fewer sightings, but, uh, they, they still occasionally happen. And what's interesting to me, uh, that I didn't know before was that there are actually, uh, two different descriptions of what a chupacabra can look like. Uh, one of them is uh, kind of the the traditional sort of goblin-y, you know, an oval-shaped head, big eyes. Uh, it's bipedal, so it stands on two back legs, and then it's it's sort of lizard-like, uh, reptilian. It's got these spines down its back, um, two small teeth, and then like a tongue that's good for slurping up blood. And then there's another version of it that people have uh, have cited that looks like a uh, like a small hairless dog, but it still has those spines. So like picture. Like a like a Chihuahua that would be uh, fitted with sort of prosthetics to play in Men in Black or something. Um, but yeah, so what what would happen is is as people would go out to their their barns or whatever and they'd check on their livestock and they'd find their animals were just uh, totally drained of blood, and so uh, and then there would be two little pinpricks kind of uh, usually near their their throats, their carotid arteries, and. Um, yeah, so it's this, it's this great mix of, of it's, it's like a vampire meets a goblin. Uh, I was reading one site that, that compares it to uh, the Jersey Devil, uh, which, which Travis will get to later. Um, 
Yeah. So it's it's really neat and, and it's really interesting kind of the how quickly the mythos evolved considering no one had really it wasn't something that was part of the the cultural mindset until the mid 1970s. So um a much much more relatively new mythical creature compared to many of the the beings I assume we'll talk about tonight. Okay. Yeah, I was um I saw some on here um because when I was kind of looking at kind of reading through some things as you're talking about it, other people described it as a hairless bear. Ooh, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, uh, see, resembling a hairless bear, sometimes with spikes on its back. Yeah, it's so weird. Or a hairless dog. Uh, some photos of people that found just turned out to be coyotes with severe cases of mange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, th- yeah, I think this uh, this one and. Um, I guess the three that we're going to talk about is what I consider like probably the three most popular uh, in the United States, at least. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, because I don't know, like, yeah, when you, I think there was a a story on uh, weirdings mm. that uh, somebody witnessed seeing something like this. I think it was a, a chupacabra. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, that's really interesting. I gotta go check out their yeah. podcast still. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, their fourth episode comes out uh, this week. Listeners, you should join me. We'll talk about it on Twitter. At GeekCastJo. There you Joe. go. Yeah, and what I like about it and what they started doing, like, so they weren't, like, only, like, do, because they release the show every other week. But mm-hmm. what they also do is the off weeks, they don't release a full show. They release a uh, a mini show called, like, uh, A Little Weird. as one, it's one story. Hmm. Nice. So it kind of yeah, so it kind of keeps them like consistently going every week. So you get like a whole show, which is like three, maybe four stories every other week, and uh, you get a little snippet show uh, once a week. And I think actually this week with their fourth episode, I think uh, another one of my stories is going to appear on it. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, I love that show. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, those guys are good guests. So I haven't listened to the show, obviously, but yeah. Well, I, well, I'm hoping to definitely get them on again. Another great show that uh, um, I recently found, and actually, uh, Fear mentioned it when he was on here. Is he started a new podcast with a fellow Canadian, Mandy, called uh, Box Office Beats, mm-hmm. and it's actually a pretty good show. Like, I didn't think like I would like be more into it because all it is is. Um, it's music. It's music that you find within movies. So, like, I didn't think I would like find much interest in it, but it's actually a, a pretty good show. Fantastic box office beats. Yeah, it's uh, they have a website. It's called BobEatsPod.com. Nice. Yeah, see, throwing that plug out for fear. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Colin, uh, why don't you go next with your uh, with your creature? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, my creature is the uh, infamous Bigfoot. Um, it is one of the most well known, uh, if not the most well known <laughs> cryptid that uh, is around. Uh, goes by many names: uh, Skunk Ape, Yowie, Mandy. Yeah, or uh, the snow version. Gunk ape. Yep. Sorry, that made me laugh. That's usually down in like the swamps. Mm-hmm. Um, and the snow version is the yeti. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just location where it's at. So, but um, this is a creature that has been around for a long, long time. Um, they have been in legend and and lure for dating back uh, very long time. <laughs> I, I It's hard to say when exactly, but there's been reports everywhere, all over the world. Every uh, country has a version of it, um, except probably Antarctica. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a... Tall creature tends to be roughly between six and nine feet tall. Um, depending on where it's at, they uh, are like 
basically gorillas, but walk like humans. Interesting. And they're always like that. So, <laughs> um, and the, the most where it came into like the sightings really started picking up was after the 1967 um, video of the Pat. Patterson Gimlin film, um, which was shot uh, out in Oregon. Uh, they caught, I'm sure if you've heard anything on the Bigfoot, you probably have seen the footage. Um, it's just the guys were walking out there and then they got about 59 seconds worth, about a minute worth of footage of a creature that starts walking and then turns, looks at the camera and then walks off. Um, a lot of history there. I mean, there's speculation that's fake and all that, but I mean, of course it is because <laughs> it's cryptid. We've never found bodies, but there's a whole bunch of different, um, histories like said to bury their children, like, or bury their children, <laughs> bury their bodies like humans do. Um, and, I mean, there's hoaxes up the wazoo. I mean, you even see on TV a whole bunch of, what, Finding Bigfoot. Um, Bigfoot, there's a whole bunch of different uh, different Bigfoot shows in on TV along with... Uh, there's actually teams that go out and hunt for these. I'm sure there are with all the other ones too, but I mean, this is well, I mean like well-funded teams go out and research these things. And I myself love watching documentaries on them. Uh, very interesting to watch. Um, you always find a, I mean, it's, they're always in like woodland areas. I mean, it's never like in out in a cornfield or something. But <laughs> they've been, I mean, so many things have been mistaken. Like, bears have been mistaken for them. I don't know what any of you guys think, but in my opinion, I, th I believe that there's possibly some uh, something out there that could possibly be living like that. Because they say, oh, yeah, it's never going to happen because we know too much. There is no way that these creatures could ever be found. I mean, they're too big that they would have had to have been seen and captured and all that. And uh, uh, I think I think people who say that uh, don't realize how big the world is. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And um, from what uh, one of the actually it was pretty interesting and kind of what I thought in a in a slight way. They say that more people that live in the city see, like, the cryptids, like Bigfoot and them, as being monsters and evil. Where more people that are outside the city don't necessarily see them as evil. Hmm. They just see them as more um, just a regular creature, like a deer <laughs> or a bear. Huh. So, but... Uh, yeah, I, if if you guys like Bigfoot, there's so many things you can look up for about him, um, and they they range all over. So it's interesting. I always figured <laughs> they were uh, like a Pacific Northwest thing. Nope, they are everywhere, and huh. they like I said, they go by different names. Mm -hmm. There's even some that are in Illinois. So, huh. Uh, but, yeah, definitely something to look into if you like this kind of things. Um, and fun tidbit fact before I end, advertising for the new Google Home. Um, you can ask Google Home animal creatures, and you can ask, what does a Bigfoot sound like? And she has a recording of it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and she will play it for you. I imagine it sounds like Chewbacca. Yeah, I can see it. 
<laughs> no, I, I would sound more like I say like a bear. Like a bear. Bear, uh, bear gorilla. You know. I thought you were gonna say bear grills for a second there. <laughs> no, I almost <laughs> said that. <laughs> I had to catch myself. But do you, uh, do you believe that uh, Bigfoot is more bear-like or more like gorilla-like? Like in your own opinion. In my own opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably say gorilla-like. See, yeah, that's how I always thought. I mean, like a lot of people always think like. Bigfoot was like is more bear like it's just like a bear standing on like its back legs, but I mean whenever it's portrayed like it's always portrayed almost ape like, not so much yeah. bear like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love I love Bigfoot too because of um, uh, the way that like pop culture has has grabbed it, right? So like Harry and the Hendersons, or yeah. there was that time in the the late eighties and early nineties where there were like seven or eight. Bigfoot movies came out where they were it was basically like Leave It to Beaver but with a a, a Bigfoot somewhere in it. Um Yeah. And so like that's always what I think of even though probably it if it exists it's probably a very dangerous creature. Um I still just have such a just a soft place in my heart for for those goofy animatronic uh basically uncle festers. You say you think it's a dangerous creature? I well, I just I just, I I would assume that if it if it's out there in the wild, it's probably is wild, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it could be, but not like a monster, correct? No, yeah, not like a monster. I just mean dangerous in the same way that like a gorilla could be dangerous or yeah, a bear could yeah, I mean, be dangerous. If you go up to a grizzly bear out there, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, saying always, you don't want to mess with I always that. thought, yeah, no, I always thought, like, when it came to, like, you know, like, the years that spanned, like, uh, Bigfoot uh, sightings, if anyone, or, I mean, obviously no one could actually think of it because no one's ever witnessed it firsthand, um, could it possibly be, like, the same Bigfoot? Or, I mean, like, could it possibly be, like, a breeding of, like, new Bigfoots? Well, the interesting thing is that uh, a lot of things I've heard, like, they just say that they they do breed and stuff but also that I've I'm hearing a lot lately that they believe that they're they can go on the supernatural side of going parallel dimension mm. so like a spirit kind of way um can be seen if they want to be seen or and all that <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting so yeah i mean and, and a lot of that kind of sounds like you know like people expanding on like the legend itself oh yeah yeah i mean i, I could believe like there could be something out there that we're not sure what it is that could be almost like part human part animal like um i Probably would never like you know a, you know believe in the whole like you know alternate universe like you know different yeah. parallel realities and shit like that. That is a little too much for me. But yeah, when it comes to like things out there, you're not too sure of. I mean, like people, you know, they find and discover new animals like every day, whether they're, like you know in the water or an insect or something like that. Something's always found like new every so awesome. So there definitely could. Um, if it was a Bigfoot, I mean, if it's breeding, I'm like, hey, you know, more power to them. I mean, I don't think anyone has uh, any, like, real proof of that. Because, obviously, if they're dying off somewhere, there should be, you know, some kind of, like, skeleton or something somewhere. Unless, like, they adapted the concept of burying their dead. Well, that's what they believe. I mean, that's one of the beliefs is that they actually bury their dead. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Which is not uncommon among uh, higher order species. So, like, I think even elephants have burial rituals. They may not bury their dead, but they have, like, funerals for their their dead yeah. and stuff like that. And that's just elephants, you know. So that doesn't even include, like, chimps or gorillas or whatever. If elephants were able, or if elephants actually buried their dead, how long do you think it would take an elephant to dig a elephant-sized hole? I don't know. And how would they do it? Trumps. That's a really good question. Right? Trees. Yeah, maybe. 
I think they're more likely to go like the the like the burial cairn route and and carry a bunch of rocks over and just cover their yeah I think that dead would be that good. way. But then but I I don't know how they would develop that because I don't think they live in particularly rocky places for the most part. Yeah, it's a guy like dump them into like a valley or some shit. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Uh, fucking little valley uh, in uh, Land Before Time. <laughs> I don't even remember. Like the Valley of the Dead or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Goodness. Uh-oh. But yeah, yeah but no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely uh, Bigfoot is probably the most known uh, creature, like, not only in probably the like, United States, but probably in the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not just like this century. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it goes back like Indian time and even further back than that, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's absolutely correct. I mean, like it's not just you know the 1900s, but like the 1800s, even the 1700s, and so on and so forth. Yep. You know, I mean, speaking of the 1700s, I mean that's where the story of the Jersey Devil starts. There you go. Segway. Nice. I know, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so I I got the uh, the New Jersey folklore of the Jersey Devil. Um. The most common description of the uh, Jersey Devil is uh, so basically this creature uh, has the head of a goat, leathery bat-like wings, has horns, small arms with clawed hands, cloven hooves, and a forked tail. It's reported that it can move very quickly, and it's also uh, described as emitting a blood-curdling scream. Uh, the history behind the uh, Jersey Devil uh, comes from the. Um, being known as the 13th child of uh, the Leeds family, which, according to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated with a Pine Barrens resident known as Mother Leeds, a.k.a. Deborah Leeds. The legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children, and after finding uh, she was pregnant for the 13th time, she cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. <laughs> During 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat head, bat wings, and a forked tail, growling and screaming. It killed the midwife before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. Some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch, and the child's father was the devil himself. Some versions of the legend also states that there were sub- subsequently an attempt by a local clergyman to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens, or that the creature proceeded to kill local children. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Jersey Devils, uh, it's, it's pretty well known. It's been pretty popular for centuries. Um, there's been multiple encounters of it. Uh, the most noticeable encounter... Uh, is in 1909, between January 16th through the 23rd, uh, newspapers published hundreds of claims encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over the state. Um, there was at one point where even the Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the creature. Uh, the offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a kangaroo with artificial wings. Yeah, and I looked more, I looked into more into that with the whole like kangaroo thing. Like that's kind of weird for something to actually do. But I mean, when you look at the description of the Jersey Devil, it's not too far off from what you think a kangaroo would look like. Right. Um, but when you look into it, um, there was a point where a um, a publicist for the uh, Philadelphia Art Street, uh, Norman Jeffries, uh, publicist for the uh, Philadelphia Art Street Museum. Uh, he actually planted a non-fictional newspaper story about uh, new sightings of the devil, and this was actually during 1909 when all of these sightings occurred. Uh, Jeffrey, along with his friend Jacob Hope, who was an animal trainer, they purchased a kangaroo from a circus and attracted cl- uh, attached claws and fake bat wings to the kangaroo. They declared to the public that they have captured the devil and it was on display for the museum in order to keep the museum uh, museum up and running. Interesting. So, yeah. So a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, you know, I mean, and I mean, obviously with most uh, urban legends and like folklore, I mean, there are going to be people who make it up to kind of have the story. 
But there's, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, besides 1909, there's been multiple encounters and everything since the um, apparent birth of the thing back in 1735. Right. Oh, that's yeah. creepy. So is it, what do you think? Is this a, uh, did the curse give it also some sort of immortality or? I mean, I, <sighs> I mean, if I was to, if I was to look at this as a guy who like believes this could possibly be like a real Jersey Devil, I would say I would follow this story and believe this story most more so than um, kind of a breeding thing. Gotcha. Like I would say it's I would say you know definitely immortality, and this is the actual creature <laughs> being the thirteenth child of uh, this woman. Um, I would take that story over the possibility of this. You know, either like breeding like itself without you know, you know, or be, was it being asexual or whatever the fuck it's called? Right. Okay. Reproduce like a sponge. Yeah, just like a sponge. <laughs> like budding. Like budding. Um, no, yeah, I, I would say mortality. I mean, there, there was a there was one story where a farmer claimed to have shot at it, and uh, no, no, there was no effects to it. Right. So I mean. I, I would say immortality. I mean, I would say that this is probably like a one a one of a kind um, creature. Oh yeah, definitely. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and, I, and like I said, I think I'll, I think of all of them, these are probably like the three most common uh, creatures that uh, you hear about. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me uh, let me pull up a quick list here. Um, I pulled up a. I went to mentalfloss.com and found a list of the ten legendary monsters uh, North America. This is just part one. Um, you guys check it out yourself if you want. Uh, but being number one is obviously the uh, chupacabra, which uh, we already discussed uh, with Geek Cash uh, Joe. Um. The next one we got on the list is called the Luguru, which uh, never heard of Lu- that one. Yeah, Luguru, uh, they're demons that haunt the West Indies, particularly Haiti, Grenada, and the Dominican Republic. Hmm. The name is a corruption of Loop Guru, the French werewolf. That's what I, I wondered Lu- if that was what it was. Yeah, Lou uh, Guru is sometimes described as a witch or a vampire, but often is a shapeshifter that holds all the attributes of other monsters. This monster sucks blood from innocent victims, which is given to the devil in exchange for magical powers. The Lou Guru is closely really related to the Sokuyant of Trinidad and Guadalupe. If the Lou Guru sucks out too much blood, the victim will die and become a Lou Guru himself. Interesting. Yeah. The uh, next one on the list here, we have uh, La Llorona, uh, which means the weeping woman. This legendary ghost of New Mexico, which baffles me because I don't think anything, I don't think anything really happened in New Mexico, was once a beautiful, uh, beautiful woman named Maria. She rejected most of her suitors and married the most handsome young ranchero around. They were happy together for a time, and she bore two sons. But the handsome husband grew bored and turned to other women and ignored Maria. He even preferred the company of his sons over her. I don't know what that means. Uh, Which drove her to a jealous rage one night and she threw the two boys in the Santa Fe River and they drowned. Hmm. In another version of the story, the children died while Maria was away cavorting with another man. Either way, she was responsible for their death and could not bear the guilt. Maria walked the riverside in her white gown, crying for her sons until she died of starvation on the riverbank. Her ghost came back and continued the vigil, wailing and screaming in the night. Now called La Lorana. I think that's how it's pronounced. No, it can't be. Double L's are silent, right? Uh, they're, they're a Y sound, I think. So well, I don't La- know. It depends if she's, if she's French or, or Mexican. I'm going to go with Mexican. Maria, he's got to be Mexican. That's fair. Yes. Oh, we'll go La Yorana. Whatever. She attacks those who venture to the river at night, looking to kill people in her grief. The tale is also told among other rivers in the southwest, southwest 
and is used to scare children away from the dark, dangerous waters. Creepy. Mm-hmm. I like that, though. I, I've never heard of that one before, and I gotta say, if that was a movie, I'd watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the Hodag? The Hodag? 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 Hodag. That's how I'd say yeah, that. Because that's a Wisconsin one, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Ferocious animal native to Wisconsin, the black hodag, was first discovered in 1893 and was the largest of the several hodag species. It has two horns and a series of spikes along its spine. There are also the side hill dodge hodags, the cave hodags, and the shovelnut hodags. Rhinelander, Wisconsin, actually has a giant statue of one. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that their local school mascot there, too, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, El Sobreon, uh, I think it's like Sombrero or some shit, uh, is the man with the biggest hat. <laughs> <laughs> he is short and wears a thick belt and heavy boots. The legend in Guatemala tells of him always wearing a black hat while he victimizes young women. Legend goes that a young girl named Susanna in La Rexion, whatever it is. Yeah, she had pretty hair and big old peepers. That means <laughs> eyes. That's what the story says. That means eyes. While admiring the moon, the stars from her balcony one night when she was approached and serenaded by a man in a big hat. Worried and upset that her daughter was outside so late, Susanna's parents forced her to come inside. The man in the hat returned and serenaded her each night, making it impossible for her to sleep. And whenever her parents would try to feed her, she'd find the food contaminated with dirt. (laughs) Fed up, the parents cut the girl's hair and had it blessed by a priest. Naturally, this caused the goblin to stop bothering her. I don't think you ever mentioned it being a goblin. Nope. Can I give it away there? Either because of the holy water or because she didn't like Chicks with pixie cuts. <laughs> uh, he has a habit of braiding the hair on horses and dogs when no one is around. A similar goblin is also called Tizzy Mighty. Your name is depending on local language. Uh, legend casts him as a general boogeyman of Mexico. Interesting. Joey, I don't know how you could read without fucking coughing, man. This is brutal. Practice. <laughs> oh. My <laughs> throat is so dry. <laughs> uh, next one is a skunk ape, which, uh, Colin, you refer to as being one of the names for Bigfoot in a different region. Yep. Skunk ape appears now and again throughout the American Deep South from Oklahoma to North Carolina. But most sightings have been reported in Florida. Creature gets his name from an awful odor. In 2000, an anonymous letter, letter accompanied several photographs purporting, purporting, whatever, to show an ape in uh, Mayaca City, Florida. The writer of the letter seemed to think this was an escaped orangutan. Oh, shit. <laughs> but no missing apes were reported. I'm going to assume if a zoo was missing an ape, they wouldn't report it. They'd probably keep that shit secret. Right? Right. Pretty fucking I would. Later, an investigation was launched over a horse that was injured by an unknown animal in the same area. Ugh. Gauro. A Gauro was the first reported in Arkansas in 1897. It lives in the lakes and caves of Arkansas and got the name from the horrible sound it makes. The Gauro was described as a 20-foot-long reptile reptile with enormous tusks that ate livestock. livestock. Holy shit. One enterprising Arkansasian claimed to have captured a Gauro. Gauro? I don't know. Joey, G-O-W-R-O-W. G-O-W-R-O-W? Yeah, Gauro yes. works for me. Gauro? And would let the public see it for a small price of admittance. But just before the reveal, he announced DeGauro had escaped. The audience was so busy running in terror that no one asked for their money back. Brilliant. Yeah. Jackalopes, 
which I mean we all know is a breed between a rabbit and an antelope. I'm not going to read the history on that one. The Loveland Frog. Loveland, Ohio has multiple sightings recorded of an unusual reptile, which become known as the Loveland Frog. The most famous sighting was by a police officer, Ray Shockey, in 1972. He saw the animal laying beside the road, and when he approached it, it got up on two legs and ran away. Hmm? He described it as three to four feet tall, about 60 pounds, with a face like a frog or lizard. Officer Mark Matthew had a similar encounter a couple of weeks later. The story grew as it was retold, and the other officers say they never thought the creature was a monster, but possibly an escaped pet. However, there has been other sightings, particular ones from 1955. A businessman reported that he saw three creatures beside the road that were three to four feet tall, had wrinkles on their head instead of hair, webbed feet, and hands. The bizarre thing about the earlier sightings is that one of the creatures waved a wand that emitted sparks. Hmm. And uh, the last one we have here on this list is the Beast of Bladenborough. The Beast of Bladenborough is a huge cat-like monster. Beginning in late 1953, Bladenborough, uh, North Carolina, was the scene to unexplained attacks. A farmer saw a beast resembling a cat carrying his dog off. Several dog carcasses were later found drained of blood. Hunters came from all over the country to hunt the vampire beast until the small town got sick of the hoopla. <laughs> the, bobcat was, the bobcat was then shot and displayed, and the world was assured that the beast has been found. Although some reports have surfaced that the beast remains active, it hasn't stopped Blandenborough from hosting the annual festival centered around the legend, which... Apparently, is this weekend from when this uh, list was made, and this list was made October twenty fifth of two thousand twelve. So who knows? Maybe that thing still goes on. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, apparently those are at least the top ten that are uh, known in the United States. Most of them I never even heard of. Oh yeah, no, same here. Yeah, there were more I hadn't heard of than I thought. Because yeah. I, I like listening to lots of, of podcasts about that kind of stuff. And so I thought maybe I'd hear some more. Or that I recognize more than I did. But I have one that I want to bring up, mention. And mm-hmm. that's uh, the Mothman. Mothman! Um, <laughs> yeah, Point Pleasant. Uh, I want to say... Where is it? One second... Um, how do you spell them all? Uh, Virgin, West Virginia. Yeah. And that's actually uh, another popular one. Um, it actually spawned the book, The Mothman Prophecies. Um, and then later on the movie. But uh, it's, it's like the Jersey Devil. It's a bipedal flying creature. Um... Said to it was it was around a lot in the seventies sixties yeah sixties <laughs> um, between November of sixty six to December of sixty seven um, it was in West Virginia and they actually have a festival now for it and it was something that was reported on back in then really heavily. Um, it was actually stopped. It, the reporting stopped or slowed down a lot after um, the Silver Bridge collapse. Uh, and it seems they said that most of all the um, everybody was more focused on the the tragedy of the bridge collapse than. The Mothman, so it's kind of went to the wayside, but there's still somewhat uh, reportings on the Mothman. So nice. Yeah, Joey. Uh, being from Indiana, have you ever been to Churubusco, Indiana? I have been to Churubusco. <laughs> okay. Have you heard the legend of the Beast of Busco? 
I have not. Yeah, it's it, it, it's rumored to be a 500 pound snapping turtle. <laughs> that, you know, I believe wow. that because that's Turtle Town, USA. Well, that's where it got its name from. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, they claim to see, which is basically an enormous snapping turtle they saw back in 1949. Weird. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, and turtles can live basically forever. Mm -hmm. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that there is a 500-pound snapping turtle in that area. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, unless you're Mike's girlfriend, then they only live for like three weeks because you don't know how to take care of shit. (laughs) (laughs) But that's for a different day. Sorry, turtles yeah, no. in the wild can live basically forever. Right? I mean, not when you put them inside an aquarium and just leave them there. Yep. And, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, so I got this map of the Monsters of America, and there's like 32 of them or something like that, and a lot of them look aquatic. Hmm. And a lot of them kind of look like uh, the Loch Ness Monster, which I think is one of the most historic ones of, like, to the world itself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they have the they have the Mothman on here, like Colin mentioned. Uh, Chupacabra's on here. Uh, Bigfoot. There's a Bigfoot-like creature called Nobby. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Ozark Hollow. Uh, the Ozark Hollower. 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 Yeah. There's one named Kipsy. And noticeably, a lot of these are like New England states. Like a lot of a lot of East Coast. Not too much in like the Midwest for. Obviously, the Beast of uh, Busco, and uh, let's see here, what's number five on this list? Uh, Bessie, which is a lake monster in Lake Erie, hmm. which literally looks like Nessie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Arclesiosaur. Yeah. And then, uh, yep, and then the Loveland Frogman, which is also in uh, Ohio. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, everything else looks like it's east. A little bit south. Yeah, I think kind of just... monster. Which one was that? Uh, number twenty-seven, Pope Lick monster. Yeah, don't forget the wampus cat of uh, Tennessee. I love me a wampus. <laughs> Pope Lick monster. <laughs> what is that from? What's what? From? Oh, it's it's from How I Met Your Mother. The wampus. Oh, I don't know. Wampus? Yeah. I, I know oh. it from Pottermore. <laughs> Wampus. No, that's not from How Much Your Mother. Yeah, the guy makes the beer. Yep. I think I'm... Like when I Google it, it shows right up. I might be thinking of something else then. I, I remember hearing Wampus. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of something else because I think I've heard that somewhere else. Oh, yeah, I know I heard it from. Uh, I heard it from a YouTube uh, channel that I watch about wrestling. They have a he has a wrestling guy on there called the Wampus. That's oh. where I heard it from. That's where I heard it from. There we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole world, uh, the whole world is definitely covered in creatures, but we only cover North America. So, uh, yeah, you listeners out there, you know, uh, go on Twitter, uh, use the hashtag, hashtag freaking sane, and let us know which creature you find the most interesting, or, you know, maybe you encountered one that uh, you want to kind of share with us, you know? Go on Twitter, use the hashtag freaking sane, or go on to our Facebook at uh, this freaking show and leave a comment, you know? Who knows? Maybe someone did see Bigfoot out there or happened to come across the uh, Pope Lick Monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Colin, what are you freaking on this week? Oh, what am I faking out this week? Oh, I have my uh, review for work tomorrow. Pretty excited about that one. Nice. This will be uh, this this is your fourth year here, right? I have been working here for four years, correct? Nice. It's exciting. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I I thoroughly enjoy it. So oh, good. It's kind of the most important part. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Joe, how about you? What are you I, freaking on? I don't even know what I'm freaking on this week. I'm so no. tired. 
Yeah, I've had a couple of sleepless nights, and so it's sort of foggy. But uh, probably uh, my co-host Nico's birthday was this weekend. And uh, it was actually yesterday, uh, as of our recording. And uh, we'd never... I've known the guy for probably 15 years and never knew when his real birthday was or how old he actually is. Yeah. So uh, his his wife outed him and, and threw him a little surprise birthday party yesterday. So Nice. Yeah, that was a good time. Drink some, some PBRs and... Ugh. Then came home and didn't go to bed. So. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was good, good time. Good, good seeing people. Good hanging out and tying one on a little. So, how about you, Travis? What are you geeking on this week? Um, well, I'm really excited that uh, I got to uh, be a guest on uh, Geek Dig Pod for this week. So I'm really excited for that show to come out to kind of like re-listen to it. Um, I'm also excited that Colin was able to be a guest on it last week. It was nice to kind of uh, listen to Colin on a podcast other than this freaking show. Yeah, he uh, popped my cherry for being on separate second podcast. So he did. He did. So it was. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun to be on. It's always fun talking to Clint. Uh, <clears throat> um, I strongly encourage Clint uh, not to try to be the producer of this freaking show. <laughs> yeah, Joe. I don't, I'm not sure if you're gonna have an opportunity to listen to it or if you will listen to it. But he recommended that uh, there'll be times where you and Colin should uh, head up the shows, hmm. to where maybe you guys do the intros and stuff like that. And I politely told Clint to show. Uh, no, <laughs> but. Um, but no, I mean he did. He did have a valid point about it. I mean, like if I, I mean if you guys feel like I take too much of the uh, talking out, please let me know. And okay, right ahead. yeah, you good? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I gotta say, I mean, I was impressed with Colin's uh, um, guest spot the entire way up until uh, Clint asked him to plug the podcast, and he goes, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> Shit, which podcast I'm on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, he, he did, uh, Colin did a great job. Uh, the show was entertaining. I listened to the whole thing. Uh, especially talking about the uh, uh, farting on a governor and uh, the love of eggs. <laughs> yes. So that was enjoyable. And so um, I'm, I'm excited to hear what uh, the show that we had this week. Um, and uh, I'm also super excited that I finally got through. Uh, the Charlie Sheen era of Two and a Half Men, and I finally got onto the Ashton Kutcher uh, era, so I'm excited to do that. Nice. It was you that mentioned they liked the Ashton Kutcher better than the yes. Okay, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I started watching the first couple episodes of the Ashton Kutcher era already, and yeah, they're definitely a little more enjoyable. Um, it's slightly more raunchier in like a clean sense, if that makes a. That sounds that contradictory, makes, but. It does, but I'm saying it's like it's weird. Like they they're raunchy, but in like a clean way. It, uh, <laughs> in a clean way. In a clean way, they're more raunchy. But yeah, I mean, I, I just like it. So I'm excited to uh, watch the rest of that, and um, I'm just excited uh, to be on Geek Dig, and uh, I'm really excited because uh, Fear is uh, kind of um, Fear is going through a life change now where. He's uh, gonna start doing more uh, social media stuff, so I'm really excited to see what he does with that too. So I'm also uh, really freaking on that, which you know a lot of it's gonna be like more uh, fifth cast, more fear cast, and more uh, box office beats. So okay. it's like I told him, uh, he's uh, he could possibly be the next uh, great social media uh, personality. So I do believe that, and hopefully he does achieve that. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be cool. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Yes. Every week our listeners can catch Geek Cash Joe here on this freaking show. But if one hour of Geek Cash Joe a week isn't enough, where can they go? If you need more Geek Cash Joe, you can find me over the Geek Cash Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching Geek Cast Live. Nice. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned earlier in the show, next week is the season finale of season two, which means two weeks from now we are starting up season three. 
Uh, within the time span of season three, I would like to get a new logo for the show and possibly a brand new theme song. As we posted on uh, our Facebook page, our social media page, uh, we are looking to you guys to help us with that. So if you are an artist, um, a uh, computer designer, whatever the fuck those things are called, uh, how many are you? What's the word? Uh, graphic designer? Yeah, graphic designer. If you're a graphic designer, an artist, whatever, and you think like you may have an idea for what a new logo for this freaking show could be, submit it to us. Send it in to us. Send it to uh, uh, this freaking show, yahoo.com. We'll look through them. Uh, we will decide which the best one is. Um, and all the other ones that get sent in, they won't go to waste. We'll use them as uh, kind of like, like little posters for the release shows. You know, because, I mean, your hard work should be appreciated. And maybe we'll even, uh, we'll even pump up on the website somewhere, too, so that you can still be displayed. Because, obviously, if you worked hard to create something, it should be appreciated. And, of course, we will do that uh, as well. Uh, also, if you're a local band or local musician or something like that, and you feel like maybe you could create the perfect theme song for this freaking show, um, create it, submit it to us, and let us know. If you want to collaborate with us on an idea of what we think we should have for it, you know, get in touch with us. Go to our website, uh, thisfreakingshow.com. Contact us. Uh, go to our Facebook. Uh, just message us, whatever. Uh, we would love for you to become the next uh, creator of uh, This Freaking Show theme song. And obviously, you'll get plugged every week in our show notes and everything for doing so because you deserve that at least. Go to Facebook. Go to Instagram. Go to Twitter. Just search This Freaking Show. You know, we'll pop right up. Follow us and uh, stay connected with us. If you're on iTunes listening to us right now, when this show is over, give us a five-star review and rate it. You know, rate it, review it, whatever you got to do to show us how much you love us. Uh, make sure you check out Firefoot Bar and Grill and also go to wearedappertise.com. Help support the people who support us. As always, I am Travis D. I'm Awkward Kyle. And I'm Geekcast Joe. Thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.